150,000 top three best rappers to ever fucking breathe. Unfortunately, we will never have another Andre 150,000 uh, like solo album. Loki kind of heartbroken to hear that. He faced such uh, challenges like with uh, anxiety around produ uh, around making music because he felt like, you know, time is moving forward and he's no longer hip enough to talk about topics. Like he's just no longer hip. Like he's not in the crowd anymore. But it's like, nah, that you have a talent. We want to hear what you think of how you would express this. Fuck what everybody else is doing. You got your own lane. Listen, listening to him talk about it and like the anxiety doing music yeah. like gives him. I do really like wish the the fans could show him the support that he needs to understand that like we don't need it to be perfect because I think that's what it is. Like he literally talks about like he doesn't know if he can give us. I don't know if I can go in the studio and give people another like you know ten out of ten album. And I think that like that's a it's a red flag. How have you been, man? How, how's the haircut feel? Your head cold? Um, maybe it would be if it was winter. Honestly, but it's oh yeah, no, of course. But I, I should have said breezy then. Yeah, that hasn't been a sensation either. Okay, because well, I feel like when I cut um, my hair, I no definitely noticed the difference in wind feel. I haven't I haven't noticed a difference in feel, but just like my silhouette is is weird when I look at it now. Like I saw my shadow, mm. like immediately after, and I was like, man, that is not great. You don't like it. Uh, so I don't dislike it. I mean, this is how my hair has been for. Can we see? Well, I, I'm sure I've seen your head before, but I'm curious. Pause. Resume. It's just, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Love and curiosity among, among friends. What you mean? <laughs> Let me see that head, baby boy. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I made it weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let me see that head, my boy. Turn to the side for me real quick. Yeah, turn all the way around in that chair, my boy. Yeah, 360. That's what I like yeah. to see. Slowly. You're doing all right. <laughs> okay. You're doing all right. Drop it down. Mm -hmm. Lean that head back. See <laughs> <laughs> the neck folds. <laughs> the back of that head is ridiculous, girl. I mean, boy. <laughs> oh, shit. My fault. My fault. I'm just saying you got a full head of hair back there in that crown. You know what I'm saying? Some niggas, that should be kind of shallow. But you. But not you. You different. I don't see nothing. You special. Yeah. It's thick. Best head I ever seen in my life, bro. Best head I ever seen. <laughs> Take your glasses off. Let me, let me see the temples. <laughs> hey, <yo. laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Waving the Red Flag, the number one. Dating and phrenology podcast in the universe. It's your boy Eddie. It's Josh. It's Alvin. Welcome to the show. Let's get into some topics. Let's get into some serious adult conversation. I want to say one more thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, take off your cool, my nigga. <laughs> T take off your what? Take off your cool. Cool. And take <laughs> off your cool. I want to see good, you. Um, I want to see 3, you. Yes, indeed. Mm. I knew AB was going to catch it. I got to catch up on music from like 1992 to like 2008 because I really didn't listen to any music at yeah, all between okay. those two periods. That yeah. is Speaker Box and The Love Below. Below. Mm. At minimum, The Love Below. You never listened to The Love Below? Is that an album? Oh, my God. What the fuck? Mm. Oh I mean, I've heard it, God. but it's an album. I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah it's Andre 3000. 
Don't do this, man. Can y'all just can y'all just invite me in instead of shaming me? Nigga, we are. We told we told you. You just yes. Yeah, and I just asked for clarification. Is it an album? And then y'all hit me with all this thing. And we were shocked. Like, well, don't. Died it. Oh, so, okay. it was Damn. so yes. it was, a, it was yes. the last rap it was the last rap album to go diamond though man like it was a cultural <laughs> phenomenon it was know. a cultural phenomenon lots of things are cultural phenomena like i've heard of it i've heard lots of, of things the are not cultural phenomena lots of things literally are not cultural they are phenomena. No, they're so, they're that's not. why Lit- they have a word literally for that. literally they're not a phenomenon I hit, did, I hit a, did I hit a british li- <laughs> literally did i hit a literally 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 they all I do declare. Fucking Draco Malfoy on the podcast tonight. I most protest, in fact. Right. <laughs> Potter. Bold. Have you heard the love below? Have you heard? Good sir. Three stacks. How Big dare boy. your ears have never been graced with the automagical tombs of the loveth belowith. An absolute Philistine. Actually, but like, seriously, like. heard of Tip Drill. Jesus. It's it's like every there aren't a lot of cultural phenomena. Cultural phenomenons are are rare when you look at how much media is put out all the time. There are literally thousands and thousands of albums that get put out, and a mm. very small percentage of those albums becomes like a genre defining like album of an era. Speaker Box and Love Below was was one of those things. Like you could arguably say that that gave rise to like Drake, for example. You know, no. Um, See what I would what I'm getting at is sweat box sweatsuit at the time. Mm -hmm. As a percentage of all media created, a very small percentage is a cultural phenomenon. But in terms of like raw volume, especially in a global context, there is always shit that is like world changing that people don't know about. Like there's shit that's famous to one group that's not famous to another group. There's shit that's like, oh my God, you had to be there and other people never heard of that shit. Like there's shit that all three of us have never fucking heard of that is like like world changing shit to a certain group of people. Well, let me ask you this because that's fair, but as a especially on race lines, but yeah, as a native Atlantean, true. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm not saying I'm not tripping. Yeah, because your family knew of Outcast, Dungeon Family, Mm. and I even if you don't, like, I gotta imagine niggas in your family was playing Dungeon Family Outcast. So just to follow that lineage and knowing how great of an artist Andre 3000 is, mm. Big Boy deserves his flowers too. And also, Josh, to piggyback, it's like Hey Ya, for example, was a, was a global phenomenon much yeah. bigger than what, what, what you're describing, right? So there are definitely yeah. local, localized cultural phenomenons that only a specific well, group knows. And then when you look at American media, which has a much outsized like impact on like global media than most other markets. Like we are the media capital. And then when you look at black media as, as a huge percentage of that, even relative to our population, you look at how big Hey Y'all was, you could not mm-hmm. escape it like anywhere. No, there are probably, people, there are probably people that have never listened to another outcast song that can sing Hey Y'all line for line. You know what nope. I mean? Like, absolutely. It's, and it's I'm like, not here saying I don't know Hey Y'all. It's like it's like Pharrell. It's like a happy by Pharrell. Yes, mm-hmm. like for sure. I, I hate and I know Hey Ya, but that knowing the album is a different thing. Like I, yeah. I know the stuff that that hit to like mainstream global household name shit where people knew the song but didn't even know who Outkast was. That's definitely in my mind. But knowing the album name is yeah. a different is a different separate thing. And mind you, I'm not trying to shit on you at all. It was just it was it was I, I guess because like from my experience, no, I'll give for I'll me give. that was such a big 
thing because like we all fuck with the outcast heavy no you look at me and my friends wrong. we was all listening to like the love below speaker box and like we was debating which one who had the better mm. album Andre 3000 speaker box is underrated knew. though it's <laughs> underrated is but it's underrated, Look, but you can't lie. Flip Flop Rock is one of my favorite songs, like of all time. Like just like the way the beat comes in, like the verses yeah. were phenomenal from all Absolutely. three of them. Like Absolutely. You know. Yo, and I'm not shitting on I love Big Boy. Like Big Boy don't get enough credit. But if you had to weigh those two albums against each other in terms of Agreed. um Agreed. The, the test of time and like the forward movement and what it inspired in terms of genre bending music, mm. Love Below got it, bro. Like <laughs> that nigga in but Hands quick, down. Uh, piece Hands of, down. Quick, a quick piece of history. That motherfucker Andre 3000 had that shit recorded in two weeks. Ellery was like, all right, Big Boy been working on the album. We can do like a duel or some shit. We need some music from you. Three Stacks was like, all right. A week and a half later, this nigga had The Love Below, like the, at least the skeleton of The Love Below ready, which is insane. It was conceived as the soundtrack to a movie. Yeah. Which is why some of the songs kind of seem like out of place like the um well you know the song the old to like frankenstein and the bride of frankenstein on the track happy like it was, it valentine's was, day yeah it was it was conceived as a as the as the soundtrack for for a movie yeah and you see also the bones of that similar structure going into idlewild which was again was a yeah. soundtrack first kind of movie and that's also why if you haven't heard the idlewild soundtrack for anybody listening the idlewild soundtrack is also fucking phenomenal mm-hmm. um lil wayne so um, amazing that song like, of throughout the hollywood divorce got a, 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 cl- a classic three stacks verse on that one too a oh. is for adamsville b is for bowing home. home see if see i if give a like fuck me. if you like if you then I you know i don't like, is oh uh, yeah anyway three stacks we can't give you enough love and praise and big boy same even in the early 90s, his verses on the first Goody Mob album was deep as fuck. And that's when CeeLo Green was really spitting. And CeeLo Green is an incredible artist. But, like, back when CeeLo was, like, speaking on some real shit, like, with government, like, just what's going on in the streets, da 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 When Andre 2000 came on, he spit his verse. It was him and CeeLo basically going verse, like, bar for bar. Like, it, they, it was either between CeeLo and Andre 3000. But I digress. Shout out Little to... Music. Shout out to Maze High alums, Goody Mob, uh, fellow Europe. alma mater. I am I'm not from any of those places, but you're nonetheless. Check out the Love Below, bro. Okay, Absolutely. no, I will because the idea of a conceptual album that's like conceived as a soundtrack to a, a movie, I like that. But you you heard Prototype, right? I, was like, mm. I hope that you're the one. Mm-hmm. If not, you are the prototype. Like that that came from the Love Below. I'm, I'm, I know I've heard multiple songs from it. Yeah. Oh, I've not you've, never you've heard. You've heard at least yeah. three. You've heard yeah. at least three. Yeah. Got a song with Rod- Rosario Dawson. Yeah. I mm-hmm. don't. What was the name? Spread. 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 Spread for me. I can't. I can't wait to get you home. Nice. Don't let these words be in vain. So spread. I think Big mm-hmm. Boy has held his own as a as a quasi solo artist and then collaborating with other people. Again, Big Graham's had like heat on that. So shout out to Big Boy as well. And, and I also his point, own lyrics. Yes, and, and I will also point out that there was a significant percentage of Outkast history where Big Boy was considered by far the better rapper. Like I'm thinking, I'm thinking like '92 basically to 2000. Obviously, in the zeitgeist, that's no longer the case, but I do like to give big boys flowers. Yeah, and the thing about that is, though, because given the time period, Three Stacks was far 
above, like far beyond everybody else. Like what? Because it wasn't normal what he was doing. They, I agree. They, yeah. So, but yeah, yep. Big Boy was like the real nigga. Like, like, oh yeah, I'm rocking with him. Like, you know, for the niggas that was like, you know, I'm rocking with Big yeah. Boy. But yeah, you had to, you had to catch up and catch on to three stacks to get what he was saying. Like, but, but God damn it, Andre three thousand top three best rappers to ever fucking breathe, in my opinion. It's it's it's, it's quality over quantity. Unfortunately, we will never have another Andre three uh, thousand like solo album. But anytime you hear him, he kills it on some whole other shit and reminds you of why he's one of the best to touch a mic. In my personal opinion, I don't think we'll never get a solo one. But like lis- listening to him talk about it and like the anxiety doing music yeah. like gives him. I think a a new Outcast project is much more likely than a solo project because I think Big Boy doesn't have that same doesn't have that same anxiety side to it. But I do really like wish that like the the fans could show him the support that he needs to understand that like we don't need it to be perfect because I think that's what it is. Like he literally talks about like he doesn't know if he can give us the love below in it. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't know if I can go in the studio and give people another like you know ten out of ten album. And I think that like that's a really weird position to be in as an artist and i and i really wish that we could kind of convince him like as a culture that like we don't need him to do that like we just love his voice um but yeah i do i do think that you know a, a, a collab is much more likely than a solo album i agree either man i don't think either one of them gonna happen but yeah a collab more than likely but but yeah it's it's extremely unfortunate and i was low-key kind of heartbroken to hear that he faced such uh, challenges, like with uh, anxiety around produ- uh, around making music, because he felt like you know time is moving forward and he's no longer hip enough to talk about topics. Like he's just no longer hip. Like he's not in the crowd anymore. But it's like, nah, fuck that. You have a talent. We want to hear what you think of how you would express this. Fuck what everybody else is doing. You got your own lane. It's just I don't know. Like it's it's so unfortunate. So- I love I love old, I love old man introspective raps though man like yeah. like four 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 with Jay Z was like I was yeah. like oh shit I was like oh man this is this is true I am fifty five and looking back on my life <laughs> looking back on my life <laughs> and, I, and I enjoyed that shit start yeah. to finish um, absolutely like, I, like definitely overlooked yeah stamina. I love yeah. I love Griselda. Griselda is like I'm an old mafioso I'm an old like drug dealer like rap love that shit please hey, give yo. me more. Five to Fifty by Benny the Butcher is one of my favorite songs. I feel like I'm pushing weight listening to Five to Fifty. Goddamn! All all seventy on what the fuck? Um, Tana Talk Three. Uh, like yeah, Benny comes in, gives his verse, talks about his shit, then Conway comes in. Oh my fucking god, bro! Like I want to be a drug dealer so bad. Bro, for real, like, I want to just quit my job. He's making six figures <laughs> in corporate America. He's like. I think I got to make a career change. This is not, right. this doesn't align with my spirit. Right. If Westside Gun can do it, then obviously I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go from a 50 bat to a chicken real quick, bro. Like, I got to get in this shit. This sounds fun. I need to hit the bird line tonight. <laughs> tonight, I got to be in the bird line. Came at my mama house. Came back carrying things in. Be careful because they're giving you five for a robbery. But they're burying king pants and real niggas. Like, yo, like, what? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> This might be the life for me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this sounds ex- wow. Like this sounds exciting. Like I can see why women are attracted to this. Where do I sign up? Honestly, <laughs> are you guys hiring? 
Um, did y'all see that uh, women weaponizing incompetence uh, two thing? That's a good one. That shit is true. It is. Because like one of our, our older like clips or whatever about like household labor, men will volunteer themselves in a role which is, I'm happy to do whatever you need me to do. Hey, baby, whatever you need me to do, I'll do. We'll split it 50-50. Mm -hmm. But the mm -hmm. whole framework of that is wrong because it's putting the responsibility of the woman to be the project manager of the home first and foremost. You say, hey, look, you, do you need me to clean the dish? Do you need and it's like, no, no, what I need you to do is help me decide what the fuck needs to happen in this house and have an actual say, not ask me for tasks to be delegated to you like a child. Mm -hmm. I remember that in my follow-up videos to that, I made like, I added more nuance and whatever about some of the dynamics that can appear. And one of them is that, because I've seen so many women be like, like I remember I, I worked in like a restaurant and one of the, the girls who was also like a kitchen person was like complaining because the dudes were letting her carry like drinks and chairs and stuff like that. And it's like, damn, and she was like, oh, damn, what's all these muscles for? Like, I'm, you know, I'm a, she, and she was short too. She was like, you know, four eleven or some shit like that. She's like, y'all let me do all that. Da, da, da. And I'm like, you work here. What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> like, this is what the job is. You don't, yeah. we don't reassign the jobs based on like, oh no, no, you're you, like, we're both cooks, but I'm, I'm the muscle cook and you're the, the little, you don't only the dainty shit. It's the like limp, the, we, the limp cook. <laughs> Yeah, we do the whole job, including you. So yeah, you lift shit. If you don't want to lift shit, then you don't do this job. You go do a different job. So you can't. You don't start saying, "Oh, because you have this capacity, you have to do all of that shit because you can do it." Like that's not how anything works. The fuck. Yeah. I do think that there's. So I want to say, by and large, and I've, I think over time, I have a, I have a picture of your nuanced take of what that is. I do think there's something to be said about. When you're looking to divide labor, the person who can who has such an uh, like an effectiveness in a particular realm, if I can do it exerting twenty percent, you know, mm. of my of my yes. effort and do it faster, I think that that should be considered when we're looking at how we divide labor. But mm. to the point of like weaponizing incompetence, I definitely I definitely think women do it. I think I think when you look at that situation, you also have to look at the context in which like those two things. Are, are are not are not equal and opposite like forces mm, when like mm. women weaponize it versus when no, women, when when men weaponize it. Furniture ain't got to be assembled every every week and every day. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah exactly. dishes 100%. and laundry and you know have to be done all the time. And all Child care have to be done. Yes, cooking all, all happens the time. daily. Yeah, but the at the same time, there are one hundred percent things that like that like I just won't do that like women have said to like like that they like being done for them. For mm. example, like I remember okay. there was a big deal at various points in my life with women saying like, Oh, you opened the car door for me. And I refuse to do that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Obviously there are caveats. I'm talking specifically about somebody who's not in distress, somebody who's not an able-bodied. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. imagine yeah, she's able having a heart attack. Right. <laughs> 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 Bitch, you better open that door. If you get your ass <laughs> I was, yeah. God, I was having a heart attack. Why you I playing? would open my own playing in my driveway, door. Right. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you even get your ass in there. Having a stroke. <laughs> she's trying to lift two like legs and cast into the shit. Please, could you help me? Weaponized incompetence. I just got out of the hospital. <laughs> why'd you even, and you're why'd you even let your legs get broken? That's, that's really, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's really you the problem been right me. there. If you couldn't navigate the world with your legs broke, you shouldn't have let that shit happen. You know what I'm you saying? You should have moved, really. Mm, Step damn. to the side, cha-cha slide, real smooth, right. and get out the fucking way. Right. Now you're in the driveway fumbling and shit. To the left. 
Turn on left, bitch. You ain't hear the song? God damn. They Come gave on, me the directions. <laughs> and that's why you well, broke yeah, so, Come on. Yeah, so there, there's 100% things that like I draw I draw lines on. Like I'm, you know, I'm not I'm not going to open your car door if you're if you're not in distress if you're if you're able bodied that kind of thing. But um, women will like try to weaponize that like when they can. But I do think that in the eyes of a lot of women, that's viewed as a, a leveling mechanism for the fact that men do it on things that are much more frequent, um, oftentimes much more serious. Um, so, I, so I get it. Like, I mean, get, you know, get what you can See, when you can get it, you know, that kind of I thing. I think that applies real strongly when you're in a cohabiting, long-term committed relationship, which is where the garbage, childcare, food, second shift labor, mental labor conversation comes up. If y'all don't live together and you've only started dating in the last three months, you, you're not leveling shit. Like it's Agreed. it's too early in the relationship for you to now. But if you're married and you go, yeah, motherfucker, I take care of these babies every fucking day, and you're an incompetent male partner. You don't clean up after yourself. I have to tell you everything. You don't even know what the grocery list is to keep this household fucking functioning. Yes, you you piece of shit. Put the fucking IKEA shelf together. That is honestly more than fair. Like you're 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 just trying to take a little bit off the top to get your pay. That's not always the situation though. Agree. Yeah, it's been times when I've it's been times when I've dated women and I don't know if this might be weaponized incompetence or if <laughs> this genuinely might be who incompetence. Okay. But it's yeah, I don't know if it's weaponized incompetence or just straight up incompetence. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I remember like <laughs> it's, 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 it's civilian a, incompetence. <laughs> they sometimes do shit and say shit, and I'll be like Ain't no way in hell you you just goddamn stupid. Like, ain't no way. <laughs> they don't in know hell. how something works. Yeah, like don't know how something works or just do something. They're just moving. They're not thinking about shit. They're just moving. Okay. And they fuck up something. And like you got to step in, about? like as as the man, mm. and then perform your like no 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 no. <laughs> this doesn't go That's on hot. the top shelf because it's too heavy. <laughs> you got to put the park brake on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, true. Because uh, that, that does remind me of like, uh, there was this video. Oh, man. He was moving like concrete or maybe marble slabs on like a dolly. And he, he was telling his girl, hey, like, just hold these. Like, hold these back. And she started asking him some questions about why he was doing something a certain way and let the slabs go. And so they leaned forward and like, crushed the shit out of his fingers like probably broke his thumb and he was like it just walked away like real like he just, <laughs> just he was like if i speak so he just yeah, let's go he's going yo dope that's dope I'm gonna have to apologize for you knocking off all my fingers and breaking my <laughs> yeah. thumb if I talk right now. I got Frankenstein nails. All my shits is black <laughs> after this, and I gotta. <laughs> Woosa, it's okay. You tried your best. All right, <laughs> moving on. But yeah, no, that does yeah. It's it's. But I think that's I everybody. Do, yeah, mm. I think it's everybody. But like, it, there's a there's a role because like like I was yes. saying, it's kind of um a way to balance the scales a little bit. And then, like, inflate the man's ego. It's like, oh, my God, I'm just a little girl. I can't do this. I don't know how to do like this. Because niggas like that shit, too. Let's not bullshit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, niggas yeah, let, feed yeah, into yeah, that, too. Feel, 
Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Niggas be into that shit. Like, like oh my God. I knew you could open that jar, but like, it feels nice to be like, yeah, open the jar. But you know, we like that. Yeah. Oh, we oh, like oh, that. oh yeah, it, it is a little tight. Yeah. <laughs> a little el- el- elbow grease yeah. this motherfucker. <laughs> ah, yeah. Oh yeah, my God, how go. did you do that? You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a strong boy. <laughs> so, I'm a strong yeah. boy. Look at my muscles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh my god, you're so strong. <laughs> that's I feel like that's it. Imagine how I'd be if I went to the gym, you know what I'm saying, girl? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's how that's how everything is. You know what I'm saying? It's like you know, you, you yeah, you give compliments to your girl or whatever. It might not be all the way, all the way true, but it's like we just like making each other feel nice. It's you know, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my god. That's a whole nother topic. Oh, what? When we tell white lies to make our girl feel good or just to make a a woman yeah, everybody feel good. does it. Everybody does it. Come on. Everybody does look amazing, gigantic. Biggest one I've ever seen. No, it doesn't. I don't even do it. I can I can I can imagine. Wow, me too. I can see that. How do I look? Quite terrible today. But I'm sure (laughs) tomorrow will be (laughs) adequate. (laughs) But we'll we'll go over that in today's performance review. (laughs) So I do I do a thing where it's like where it's like if you don't want an honest answer. Like, don't ask an honest question. Don't ask me. But like, but I also do a thing where it's like, if I if I really truly feel like that, I make a point to say it. So like, it kind of balances out pretty well in like my relationships. Because like, mm. if if like I'm in a relationship with you, like I like I probably I probably you know I probably really dig your style. I probably really like the way you look. So I'm mm. probably gonna tell you that just like organically, like pretty frequently anyway. So you don't have to play this like, oh, how do I look kind of situation. But if you're going to play sure. the how do I look situation, I'm gonna tell you what I really think. And I that, think that it depends. How does that work out? Well. It depends. Yeah, it depends. Fairly well. Fairly well. What yeah. do you say? Because I, the worst I, I, I mean, I'm said. sure that me and the rest of mankind could mm, benefit mm, from mm. this uh, guidance. He doing some kind of mental. If you really want to be honest, jujitsu. What, what what guidance? Uh, guidance on which aspect? So like, if, if like what somebody asked me like, what what I think of how they look and I don't like it, I just say like, yeah, you know, it's not my style. Oh, okay. That's nice. Passive aggressive with it. I, it's, right. not, it's not what I would have done. <laughs> yep. That's not what I would have done. If I was in your body, mm, not what I would have did with it. But um, yeah. you know. but if you like it, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So so what if it's more specific? If it's if it's you know, do I look fat? Do I like? How does my body look like? Like what's what's in your opinion? If you had to translate how you think to how you think other human beings think, what's the worst thing you think you said? In that context, hmm. that was a fair question. Ye- years ago, I think I told a girl that like I don't typically like women of your body type. That's, that's crazy. That's tough. that's crazy. Um, that's tough. That was yeah. that was like that was. I w- I will also say that that was in a conversation where like we were both like. Clips were unloaded. Like that. That was probably mm. the meanest thing mm. I said. Okay. <laughs> that was probably. That was probably not. That was probably not. The mean, like it wasn't equivalent to the meanest thing she said. Yeah, um, I, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. That, so that you, made, did, you yeah, didn't that even come. In, so she was okay, but that's that sounds like a fight, and not it, a it, like me being and it was healthily a, honest situation. No. Yeah, and it was and it was also like she didn't have society bearing down on her because it was because she was she was like incredibly thin, so it wasn't like society had been right, 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 right her. Yes. Like she was like she was like, how you gonna tell me you don't like I like everybody likes women that are built like me kind of mm-hmm. situation. Um, like not me. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't a that's fair. 
a, a huge blow to her ego or anything. Damn. But um, AB Samuel's see, over here just humbling folks. Nah, but see, like one thing about one <laughs> but thing but you're about, right. It was it was more of a fight than a than a discussion. Yeah, like, it, it again, wasn't like no, a but, hey, look, I'm not saying this to harm you. We're in a relationship. This is me be, being healthily but unconventionally honest. This is like yo, you're you kind of had me fucked up. The, By the way, I know everybody likes you, but like. I usually don't go for skinny women. Yeah, like, no. and and the thing with me is that most of the time, like, it's the conversation of like, do I look fat in this or something, or like, almost never comes up with me. Even, again, even the conversation of like, oh, how do I look today? Almost TV never shit. happens That's TV to me. Shit. Like, but usually what no, happens is there's a com there's there's no conversation, or again because I'm with I'm with you, I like you physically, I probably think your style is is great, which is one of the things that probably attracted to me and you in the first place, I probably see you and automatically say, oh, you look really nice today. So like it, it, yeah. it almost never happens to me. In the few situations where it's happened, I've been very, um, to Eddie's um, descriptor, been pretty passive aggressive with how I said it. I say, I've said something to the equivalent of, oh, you know, it's not my style. No, passive aggression I, is the best kind of aggression, so I'm sorry. Real quick, I will <laughs> say this about um, – and this is a general statement, not, you know, if it don't apply, let it fly. Mm. Cool. All right. So <laughs> you get us ready. About, I got to. Yeah. I got, got to look like, about it. Damn. Like, <laughs> like, but like, just because I'm speaking very generally, like in terms of like how women are and when it comes to an argument. Right. Cause you know how like niggas like pillow talk to like niggas pillow talking like they'll like share like mm. their deepest insecurities or whatever. A woman will bring that shit up into the heat of an argument, in the heat of the moment, in an argument, like your deepest mm. insecurity, some shit that should that that as a man you wouldn't say to a woman because you know that yeah. shit gonna cut deep and mm. like deeper than you what you mean it for. But she'll bring that shit up and just ah motherfucker, quick. That's an that's an immediate we we are. We're so done. that's and that's why I immediately yeah. understood that argument that that uh, Alvin Ab had with mm. the person he was talking about was like when he retorted, "Oh well, I don't normally date women who." Have your body type. That's a very light jab in response to what she probably mm. said to him that still probably cut her the same way, even though that was a light jab from what he actually could have said. So there's that. And in return in terms of like TV shit, like y'all not being asked those questions of, oh my God, like how do I look look in this? Or like them expressing their displeasure with how their body is in a certain no, no, dress. That That's something else? No, no, no. I was just expressing agreement that that was the caveat that I had in my yeah. mind, which is, as yeah. I said, oh, I've never had a girl say, am I fat? I have had a girl negative self-talk in front of me, obviously seeking to be uh, validated, validated, coddled, yeah. you know, validated is probably a better word. And uh, and I'm I'm game for that. So but yeah, you were I was just agreeing with your point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, bro, I've. I have had like those conversations like, oh my god, I don't like, like how I look, and like this girl is looking at a yeah. fucking like she in model, like yes. a model. That's the the photos Shame. have been doctored. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. those not even like, real oh, people. I'm, this dress don't look right on. Like it's like you look good in it to me. Like mm -hmm. you look good in it. Like you, yeah, you you're can't put to me, to me on at the end of anything. That's like nah, mm -hmm. no, that's fucked up though. Because if I like you, your dick is big to me is not. I don't want to hear that. If my dick is big to you and it's getting <laughs> a job done. Yeah, but I just say it's big. Why are you adding extra caveats and footnotes to shit? No, I, come on. That's no, just leave I it think off. About, think think about this. I get I get it, but think about this in terms of an actual one on one conversation, like an intimate conversation, where she is, um, like expressing like doubt. So like, oh my god, like, oh, I just wish I had a fatter ass. I just wish I was filling this out, or like, 
da 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 like do I, I don't even feel like I look good and it's like no like you are beautiful like you know you are like you are you look good you look very beautiful to me like what do you mean mm. if I say it like that like yes no no I th I think it I think it's very much like if okay so there's a there's a difference between saying you are beautiful to me and saying like I find you beautiful or something like that like those feel a little yeah. bit different because to me feels context, like you said yeah. something and then made a caveat versus expressing yeah. your direct mm. desire like yeah, expressing your problem. direct desire is different yeah I agree because it's like you could very easily be saying to me to say like hey man everybody else find your ass ugly but exactly because why would you I say mean, to me because that's relative yeah but so you have you have to have a, a, a very specific tone it has to be very specific in context um i think it can i think it can be pulled off to josh's point but i also think mm. that eddie's correct like yeah um it has to be utilized very specifically so the correct way to say that is i find you extremely attractive I, even that's, but i still like, that feel was like what that's... I, no no even that is not right but what, what i'm aiming yeah. for is like um Fuck, well, I'm, I'm trying to find what the words is because I feel like we express this kind of stuff all the time, which is like it's not about where you fall within the world and how other people view. Because that's because that, that's what so much of the like when somebody's looking for validation, they're looking for like kind of two things, which is like, does the world view me as beautiful? And does the person mm -hmm. that I seek direct validation from view me as beautiful? So I feel like when you do the to me, you're kind of doing that thing that we talked about with Ben Askren and them where you're, you're starting with the negative, like you're starting with what they're not because you're going to me reminds them of all the people that aren't you you know what i'm saying it, it brings the, the the crowd into it so i feel like you're aiming for something that's like you're the most beautiful woman i've ever seen or something like that it is like it's about me and it's about what i feel towards you as opposed to being about how my opinion is different from everybody else because bitch you ugly to these other niggas but i hey look come on home because to me like come on home. well i'll tell you this though because i've experienced like a situation where the girl I was uh, dating or dealing involved with, like she, it felt like she cared so much about what other people thought. Oh, you can't, yeah, you can't, you can't validate like, all that. Yeah, you can't, you can't be you know, every world, the whole world. And it's like these, but it's just, and it's just like these people don't give a fuck about you. Mm. Why do you, why do you care? Like you got somebody in your corner. It's complicated. It, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it, it, and that's fine. We uh, it's worth a conversation. It would probably be best had if we had like a woman on this com on this pod to talk about it. Blah, blah, blah. But it's like the general population don't give a fuck about you. Don't give a fuck about what you're doing. They're not even thinking about you like that. And if you're talking, if you're seeking validation from like guys, they just looking. It's like it's more physical. It's like yeah, I fuck. Oh my god, like I'm just paying this person attention because I'm attracted to her. Like I would have sex with this person. I'm interested in this person because I'm attracted to her. Or if you're talking about women. It's like, oh, my God, she looks so good. She's so hot. Like, oh, my God, like, yeah, she could definitely hang out with us like, because she fits our mold and our group and what we're doing over here. Mm. Da, 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 da. Like, you know, one aspect of it, but I'm just I'm – like, for one, like, you do look good. And then, two, I think you're beautiful. But that's some corny-ass shit, even if you mean it. And in terms of, like, how, it's, or how it could be perceived to a person who don't even want to fucking listen to you because they don't even believe it in their own self. They would rather hear it from a stranger than somebody who actually mm. fuck with them in real life. Yeah, no, that's that. Yeah, that's true, and and I think to to because it sounds like you're kind of like talking about a a problem that you oh, have, or like, like about a thing like that you're that you're frustrated. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel it's like at some now, point, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to get it out. No, I, and I I get that. I think that's a valid frustration. I would say I think at some point you're no longer responsible for that. Like I, yeah. but like because my starting point was 
I do think that we have responsibility to make our partners feel good, even if it requires a little bit of omission or dishonesty. Like, I don't think I don't think that's crazy at all. I think we should. Yeah. I think that's a nice thing to do. If you care about your person, like talk, talk nice to them, like make them feel beautiful, make them feel big or little or whatever the fuck they like to like do that. Make them feel like a strong boy, like or make them feel like a little dainty woman if that's what they yeah. want. But. At some point, you can't do heavy lifting. If if they need the validation of tens of thousands of people, and you're one man, you can't you, you can't you can't cure all that. You can't heal all that. But if they're looking for your validation to be told that they're sexy and desired by you, I think you have an obligation. Maybe obligation is too strong of a word, but I think it's a good thing for you to show up and do that, man or woman. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Can we? You you made a comment on the IG post, and then somebody replied saying like, "Yo, I hope I I hope y'all would talk about this." I was hoping y'all were talking oh. about this. Oh, ooh, it was a buy your mama house one. Oh, 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 yeah. yeah it was yeah, on yeah. Instagram. It was a text. Yeah, okay. Yeah, what's up? What you think? All right. So, from Paris the Alpha. Niggas be bragging about buying their moms a house and being a homeowner is definitely an accomplishment, but your mother is not your responsibility. If anything, that says a lot about her lack thereof and you having to do for her what a man couldn't or didn't do. Your mother not your responsibility to accomplishing shit and giving her the reward really just continuing the cycle. Your mama need to know you are her child and you don't owe her shit. And anything you do for her is out of love, not a requirement. You bought your mama house, but your baby mama still renting and you ain't got a place that you own? Lose a shit. Your mother will be fine. Leave her to leave the nest, nigga. <laughs> Your mama having you in poverty says a lot about her deductive reasoning. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, I'm going to finish it. So we got to get the full cuts. She, <laughs> she made sacrifices as a parent because she's supposed to. You don't owe people that. You, her responsibility, no, that was her responsibility. No child asked to be here. I didn't expect niggas, I don't expect niggas who been their mama everything from day one to agree with me. You still attached to the nipple, we get it. I'm still standing in your, I'm still standing in your mama, not your responsibility despite how much you want to show her gratitude. I, I, let me, okay, because I, let me, let me, let me, let me jump in on this one because I feel, <laughs> I feel particularly strong. Yes. And I'm going to be as succinct as I can. So, tell, tale of two parents. My mother basically washed her hands of me when I was about 10. Mm-hmm. She made me my sister's problem. And that is in everything that it was. You know, like, she wasn't buying me food. She wasn't buying me clothes. Like, I remember I went to college with $40 in my pocket. And my sister said, help me move and I couldn't afford something. It was a book or something or another. Um, and my mother and my mother like couldn't or wouldn't like help me get it. And I can I can give you a long list of like stories like that and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I was bas- I was basically just a person that allowed her to, you know, keep Section Eight when I was underage. That kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Juxtaposition to my father. My father was not in my life much when I was younger. Uh, for various reasons he came back into my life when i was about you know middle of my teens you know 13 14 years old and has been a a fixture in my life since then my father's take on 
what you owe parents, quote unquote, is one of reciprocity. So my father and me have spoken about end of life planning. Uh, my father's a little bit older. He's, you know, he's in his mid 60s. So he literally says that everything that he does from this point out is to minimize his burden of his end of life. And he has said that when he dies, he wants to make sure that he's not an expense and that he leaves me and my sister something. Mm-hmm. Um, granted that at least one, at least one of my sisters is, is not his child. He has life insurance policies that he pays for all, all of us. Wow. Cause his role is not that he wants to be provided for. He wants to die and leave us something. At the same time, my grandmother is very old. She's in her 90s. Um, She's had a stroke. He's her primary caregiver. He definitely feels like you should care for your parent when you want to and and when they need you to. But ultimately, like, that's what I want to get into. So, like, am I going to buy my mother a house given that she hasn't poured into me? Absolutely not. I'm I'm just not. I would never buy my mother a house. I could pay my mother's rent right now, and I'm not going to. Mm. If my father needed anything from me, despite the fact that he has said that his whole goal is to not be a burden, his whole goal is to leave us better in a better situation um, as a result of his death than it was when, you know, he, you know, he was still in his late life. If he needed anything for me right now, if he needed me to buy him a house, if he needed me to buy him a truck, if he needed me to pay his rent, the nigga got it. Mm-hmm. So I think that when we talk about those kind of situations, we think about it too black and white. We think about it too much as a, oh, I'm just going to keep giving, giving, giving and not receive. And I think that if you look at it as, you are two people that have a mutually like beneficial respect for each other. Those conversations become a lot simpler and that you don't have to have these like wild out of pocket swings on any side of the, of the spectrum um, too far to the poles about how you handle, you know, interactions with your parents or even your baby mama. I think it becomes very simple. If you think about it like that, if you don't, if you don't have just straight hate, for the person, it becomes a lot, or not, maybe not even hate, but if you just go, yeah, no, we're good. Therefore, this conversation becomes way simpler. Like, I care for you. It doesn't have to become a conversation of am I obligated? Do I owe you? Hey, I got it. So you got it. I know I don't owe you this, but I got exactly. it. So you got it. And I feel like the energy on this tweet is because, like, for instance, and you've, you've talked in depth and, and probably will more about the relationship that you've had with your mother and the way that she kind of consistently failed you as a parent. And it's like, in a situation like, like that's not everybody's situation. And this tweet, I think, is acting like that's every, like that everybody's mama ain't shit. And you know what I mean? And sorry, which is why, which is why, yeah. But yeah. that's why, that's why I wanted to tell the story in, in the mm. juxtaposition of two parents, right? Because you yeah. have I a comparison show, of here's what it looks like, yeah. Exactly. I wanted to show that, yeah, there's a parent that, like, I'm not paying their rent. There's a parent that, like, despite the fact that, you know, he thinks that, like, I shouldn't have to, that I would if he asked you me would. to. You would. Boom. And I think that yep. that and I, and because I'm I know I'm the like anti-natalists parents have done a crime to their ch- like I know my takes are that and I stand by almost all of those. In a situation like this, though, I think that we have to kind of take into account that like, like like the way parenthood is done, especially in like some in in all communities, but in a particular way within ours, it's like low key parents parents are dragged into parenthood as crazily as kids are like you're both looking at each other like all right we in this situation i have a kid and i'm a parent now no because it's not thought about in a consciously critical way a lot of the time to go i want to bring a person into the world so 
with that in mind, you also have to take into account like the social mobility aspect of this, which is that like his, your mother may have not even had the opportunity to be in a position to buy herself a house to even get there. But she did maybe have the opportunity to get you to a point that at some point in your life you might be able to. And so if she succeeds in doing that and you go, hey, look, I know I don't owe you, but I want to pay it forward. You were a kind spirit to me in the world when you could have not been. I want to make sure you're good. I don't I don't owe you shit. Here's a house. I think that has the potential to be a very beautiful thing. And there's just a lot of. And perhaps justifiable, but just like vitriol in kind of this take. Because there are sections of it that I agree, but mm. it's like, why is it so fuck the mom kind of an energy? Right, because like, she sounds like she had an awful upbringing. And maybe she's... Or yeah, just some awful experiences, like maybe either through her own or just vicariously or like through men in her life who treated their moms with, gave their moms more than they gave her. Yeah. As the girl, well, that's it. Yeah, it's because she's talking to the men, sure. Yeah, but it's it's yeah. like, what the fuck do you have against? Because it was some of the, some of the some of the stuff she said made sense, but some of the shit yeah. was just very insulting. Because if you even love your mama, like oh, you still we get it, you on the nipple, you a mama's like, boy, nigga, like, like bitch. What are you talking about? Like you think I'm gonna do more for you than my mom as my girlfriend? Like and and, yeah. I'm, and mind you, me personally, you can call me a fucking mama's boy, the fuck ever. Like, if anybody got an issue with it, but <laughs> I had <Come> see me <laughs> come sound like fuck you. But um, but like growing up, me and my mom had a very close relationship. I was very attached to my mom growing up, mm. and my mom always gave me a lot of love and like you know gave me a lot of care. Not all of it was the best because I guess some shit like as an adult, I'm like ah yeah. That wasn't You're kind perfect. of suffocating, you know what I'm saying? But like, mm. you know, just you know. But still, like, that's my mother. That's the person who looked out for me, even though mm. I didn't fucking ask to be here. Even though I suffer, I have suffered just from being on this damn earth, and I didn't ask mm. to fucking be here. That's still the person that looked out for me, raised me, loved me, and showed me what it is to receive love from like you know feminine energy. When especially mm. when I didn't have a father until mm. my stepdad came along. But whatever. And you think that I'm a, and just as, as my girlfriend or as somebody I'm talking to, you think I'm going to do more for you than I would for my own mother? That's crazy. I, I, I don't necessarily think so. I think that you could say, uh, there's like a, there's lots of bits of context that are missing here, but I'm like, if you go, yeah. Hey, look, my mom is okay. And I have limit i'm I'm doing good financially but i don't have infinite money yeah. am i going to buy a house for my mom or am i going to buy a house for the mother of my children slash my life partner i don't think it's at all unreasonable to say you should buy a, uh, a house for you and your partner to start y'all's life to pass it forward to your children not to pass it back to your parent it's i think either decision has is valid but if somebody said hey no look you only you have enough money for one down payment I'm married to you, nigga. I want you to invest in our life going forward, mm -hmm. not your mom, because your mom's not your your mom's not fucked. She's fine. She's like she's she's oh, yeah, okay. She's not that's, a, that's yeah. a totally different situation. That's a totally different, and I agree with you on that. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. That's a totally different situation. If mom, if, Which if is, the mom is fine, yeah, and that might be what she's saying. 
part of. But it was just kind of like an undertone of. I agree. Fuck, mm-hmm. fuck this, fuck this bitch. Like yeah, I'm the main bitch in your life. <laughs> fuck her. You know, there was a little bit of that. There was a little bit of that. That was the, that was the undertone. I, yeah, I, there was there was definitely there was definitely that undertone because yeah. So yeah, but it did Please. seem like she was like, yo. You're putting your mom in a house who was meant to raise you and make sure you're good. You're making sure she's good, but your baby mama's still renting. Like, I, I under, again, tone, but just define baby what mama. she's saying. Define the mother of your children. I, oh, yeah, true. Define that but relationship. The, yeah, that's that's You're going to be renting true. and then put your goddamn, like, I mean, I get it. That's the kids, but. Ah, that's okay, a whole no, no. other conversation. I don't want to come off like any type of way like this. No, no, no. Look, look, I'm, I'm going to say this. I, there, there's a few ways to look at what that relationship is, and I think yeah. still your mother buying your a house for your mother should probably be a third priority. So either you and the mother of your children are together, in which case this is just your life partner, mm-hmm. or y'all aren't together and you're co-parents, or y'all aren't together and you're co-parents and y'all don't fuck with each other. In any of those situations, having a stable owned property that those kids are raised in part of the time should be at the top of your list. Whether that's making buying yourself a house so that when the babies are with you, they're there. Buying you and your partner a house, or yeah, those are the two things. Either way, buying mm-hmm. a house for your mom to live in is, I would say, third priority. Especially assuming that your mom is straight. You know what I mean? Yes, like, assuming mom, yeah. she's good, yeah. she's not in a fucked up house. If your she's mom's not in, not in dire terrible straits, place, yeah. I think I think the math gets a little bit more complicated, and you have to ask Absolutely. more questions, get more context. Um, but um, keeping it high level, I agree with you, Eddie. Mm. Yeah, ditto. If your mom is straight and you got enough to buy pay her for a down payment on one new nice ass house, absolutely, nigga. Start your own life with mm. your family. Cool, but exactly. it was just kind of like the undertone of that. The, the your that mama having sound. you in property says a lot. Poverty has says a lot about her deductive reasoning. Was very mean spirited. It was funny, very. but it was very mean spirited because and I because I've said something almost identical to this. I think. That uh, the, oh, oh man, you very a, much. That was a very that was a very bootstrappy argument there, Eddie. It it is. Well, not oh, it, kind of because I'm, d- I'm just fucking with you. It's not. Well, it, not, it, not that it's, it's a something. It's a something. so easily. It's a something. What? 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 What did you say? <laughs> it's a, it's a something argument. It's a something argument. It's, it's just something. not a bootstrapping argument. It's a, it's a, <laughs> you know, it's exceptionalism. You. It's a, no, no. It yeah. is a bootstrapping argument because it's it's acting like poverty is solely a choice. I think it is a it is at least bootstrapping adjacent. So even if you were joking, I think you're right. And I've made this point, which is that if you don't have the if you if you have the wherewithal to understand that you don't have the best environment to raise a child in, don't have one. But and I've also made this point as a caveat to that point. People ain't in situations to be having these high to always be having these high level like, well, what are the pros and cons of raising this child into adulthood and whether I should or should not, and maybe I'll get a tubal ligation. It's like sometimes you fucking you get pregnant and then that's just what it is, and that's just your life. You know what I'm saying? That's what the people in your town do, and that's it. And there's so much shit that goes into that. Like there's so much, like because I, I, I get it, yeah. Because hell, even me, like after having that conversation with you a long, a long time ago, like I'm not even quite sure if I want to have a child just because mm-hmm. I don't even know if I want them to be raised in this world, even if I can't provide for them. But just what it means yeah. to just live and be responsible for your own damn self one day. I ain't asked for this shit, mm-hmm. so and it's tough. And it's tough. Life is fucking tough. Like, You're gonna be dead for a good forty years of this person's life that you're creating, right? So. Like us. 
but it was just even going back like there's so much shit that goes into that where people don't even have access to information or even have access to the thought pattern of yes. what it means to have a child other than what they see right in front of them right now mm. oh my god i if i have a child if i'm in poverty oh this is a government check girl you better have another kid like shit, that's another eight hundred dollars a month you've been getting off of welfare da, da, da. like but you're still raising a child in like a fucked up environment but it, it, it's, it's and then they might even have access to abortions or exactly whatever else or shit. any you know what I'm saying? If they don't any want reproductive the child, you know what you I'm know, saying? Yeah. yeah. No educational differences. Like it's a it's a mm. very complicated subject. Yeah. You know? And like from my perspective, I do think that like a, as a person who probably <laughs> was born into a situation where like th- them niggas probably should have rethought that shit. Um, yeah. I, I will say personally, I'm I'm very happy to be here. Um, even even during like you know like and and, I, and I'm not I'm not extrapolating past myself. I'm not saying that like this is not me saying like oh because I'm happy everybody should just like bite the bullet yeah, and no. have their kids and pop. Like that's not what I'm yeah. saying. I'm just I'm just kind of bringing it back home because I thought we got we got really in the weeds on the conversation that like gets into philosophical territory that we're not going to be able to answer or even even talk to like with any level of, 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 of any sort of um, specificity. So bringing it back to you, my, my brother, but I live in the realm of, philo- of uh, uh, philosophy. Philosophy. Yeah. You, you, you do. You is, a, you, is a, you is a vibes nigga. That is your realm. That is philosophizing. What you do. That's what yeah. he does. He got a philosopher on his, on his t-shirt. I don't know. No, that, that is Michelangelo's a, David, a right? That's eating pussy. Yeah. Here we, we go. go. Aristocles, I think is his name, but anyway, I'm sorry. Here we go. Cutting you off. Yeah. Maybe um, his name is not Aristocles, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, but um, is that not Michelangelo's David on your shirt? I'm you pretty sure it is. It is. It is. definitely Michelangelo's. But once he's made out of marble, that's a philosopher, you know? <laughs> right? Yeah. Is that not Michael's like, David on your shirt? I was like, is that fucking Aristophanes? Like, what, like, what, what the fuck is going on? I didn't like, say it wasn't him. <laughs> like, is that Seneca on the it, shirt? Man. What's going on right like, now? God, like, God damn it, man. <laughs> not Michael's David. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, man, I studied, I studied political theory in undergrad. So, like, I read a lot of that shit, and I was, I was questioning my, my lone, like, trivia trivia knowledge there but um so i'm just saying you know bringing it back like personal um you know i'm happy to be here despite that um you know i i was I'm, able to find yeah. community and like all that stuff and my sister took care of me and all that kind of stuff um and i and, I, and I, i'm not saying that to to dispute the fact that it's very complicated i'm just saying that like you can like live a you can you can grow and live a good life even even in the midst of my poverty. Yes. Like I think back yes, to like yes, yes, I, yes. I think in, I think back to some of the best times of my life. We had that conversation about like the yeah, yeah. You know, like even in the midst of all that, you know, I, I found some good some goodness and some happiness in it. Um, wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. But I think that um, anybody who says that that's a very clear cut decision one way or another is is not being being real with themselves. They're not living in in the reality of what it means to live in the world. And I think that they're being short sighted. And we probably don't have time for me to get fully in my uh, anti-natalist bag before we finish the pod, but I, I, I hear those kinds of arguments or, or that, that kind of thing, which is that, like, I enjoy my life or I'm happy to be here or I wouldn't want to be dead. And I think that that m- kind of misunderstands what I think the, the strongest version of my argument is, which is that you're not comparing being alive to being dead. You're comparing being alive to having never been alive, which a human mind is not capable of comprehending. Like, 
we are all addicted to being alive in the life that we are living. Like that's that that is what it is to ha- to have a a human brain. That's how we're evolved to think. Once we're having conversations about hypothetical humans who will or will not exist, that's that's so, totally outside of that. So uh, so the one so again, your lar- one. I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to dispute your argument. I, I was trying okay, to go okay, through enough, painstaking yeah. steps and painstaking picking of words to basically yeah, no, say that like I was just making a point and not trying to disagree with your point. So I'm not that trying to disagree. Can, okay, with your got point. you. That life can be enjoyable even if you're poor, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they're, they're I will say point. that just. That just yeah. based on like your 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 additional step, I will say then where does suicide fit in the in the concept of that? Because everybody's not addicted to their life. Some people can imagine a life that they don't have and find that more preferable to the reality of their current life. And yes. suicide is not only like very rampant, it's also increasing. Like that's not What's something that's getting better. How does what you said fit into the concept of that? The fact that there are actually people that can conceptualize and are not addicted to the life that they live, regardless oh, of what it is. Like, um, like there are people that aren't by virtue yeah. of the suicide rate. Yeah, I, I would say that that's oh. just an that's just an exception, and it and it's yeah that one that that's just an exception. Most human brains are addicted to being alive, um, and the, for a lot of exceptions. Who, not really, like as a percentage. Yeah, most people yeah, don't. yeah, yeah. Most, as a percentage. Yeah, well, as a percentage, as a percentage of deaths, like until like COVID, like no, 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 suicide as a percentage was of like, humans. And then, and then, and then, you also got to think about the fact of the people that that attempt and don't succeed. Like that's like millions and millions of people. Yeah, there's billions. And who on knows? The and I then, would say it's less than a percent of people who have serious. It's it's definitely more than a suicidal ideation. It's well, definitely it. more than a percent. And there's definitely more people that have ideations that never act on it than even the millions and millions of people that attempt to do it. I think ideations is also mi- very. Millions of people that actually su- like succeed. Temporarily not being, not wanting something is not the same thing as having, like, and I, I think we're maybe getting in the weeds in it. So, so let me just make a softer version of my point b- before getting to that bit. In general, human beings on average are biased towards continuing to live because all vertebrates are, is my point. There are situations and instances and individual organisms where that is not the case, but on average, we are highly biased uh, beyond what the objective stance, which would be a total indifference to continuing to live or not. Agreed. And again, I'm not. I'm not. You better I'm hit me with a that's fair, goddamn it. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm not because there's also yeah, like okay. the caveat of of being very Darwinian, where like technically, like most rational vertebrates would would say, I would air on the on the side of reproductive fitness right so like continuing my legacy so i'll protect my children over myself for example like i would kill myself to protect my child or like True. sacrifice myself so um but that would be the only caveat that i would that i would say to the to that's, the last a, that's a fair caveat yeah but 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 again even in that instance my, my point is if you go like how biased is a rock towards continuing to be able to, to exist versus organic matter a rock is the zero point Suicidal is the negative point. I want to stop existing. On average, organic matter has a, has evolved to have a bias towards continuing its existence in some way. And we can we can on some Richard Dawkins like selfish gene shit. We can say that childbearing is a continuation of that. But yeah. but there's also a component of when you have a when you have a um, a delineation between like the I and the self when you're okay. conscious of there is myself. I can't mm-hmm. live with myself, my life, but like, and a rock don't have that. Like, it's just, it's, it's just, not conscious. I'm, I'm yeah. here. It's like a tree and a rock don't have that shit. Like, it's just, I'm conscious. I'm living, whatever. 
this is what it is, like or any other insects doesn't have that. It's only a few other species other than humans that have that clear delineation of the eye oh, and the meta self. thought. Yeah, sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thinking about your but, thinking kind of shit. Yeah, and and I, I say it again, nigga. I mean, hell, I've said it many a times. I have suffered from mental health shit where I have dead ass not wanted to be here, have su- had suicidal ideations. There was one particular night, if I would have had a gun, I don't know if I'd still be here. Yeah. Like, and if anybody is out there that's hearing this, this is not like a promotion of the shit, but like, you're not alone. Like, hang in there because it does get better. Like, shit do level out. But it's just the fact of, I know a lot of the times where like you have this self-preserving instinct and that's what y'all was getting at. Mm. Like, yeah, everybody, like a lot of people have that self-preserving instinct, but then to you just really go over that ledge. And even if you don't have that self-preservation for your own life, if you can't like see the light at the end of the tunnel in your own situation, a lot of the times, like, I feel like, at least for me, it's like you have like a thought of, well, what about the people that this is going to affect? It's like, I can't do this. Yes. And it's like, at least to keep you here until you find your own footing and your own grounding in life again. It's like, I can't do this to these people that are in my life who will be deeply impacted by it. And I think there's, you know, like Alvin was saying, like you have a lot of people who have like those ideations, but there's a lot more people who have that ideation versus the people but who actually do on. it. Definitely. Yeah, that don't act no, on it versus yeah. the ones who do. Totally agree. That is that is a that is one hundred percent a fact. Yeah. So I mean, and just yeah, back to the to the to that thing, I think I wanted to shoot a little bit of bail and just say like, you know, if your parent even if we want to say, you know, no child has to be here and by bringing someone into existence, you expose them to the possibility or the certainty of suffering. Cool. Given the fact that it's so normalized to have kids at every level of because it's not just a poverty thing. It's it's rich motherfuckers who have no business being parents as well. It's like if your parent managed to raise you with some amount of love, some amount of care, some amount of support to be able to have you in a better position than they were to where you're now in a position where you can be buying houses and their grandchildren are going to be better off. You know, I don't think they should necessarily be shat on and said that they, you know, damn, this bitch really dumb for being poor. You know, like I agree. not the move I would say. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, yes, indeed. shall we close it out? My boys. I feel like it was a little dark ending. Yeah, it's true. Should we, should we, we want to talk about, want to talk right. about Tyrese or we want to talk about Shamar Moore hopping on stage with Matt Rife. This young white boy, who wants to say nigga so bad? He does all his friends are black. I was actually going to say like a good trans joke that I heard that was non-offensive. Okay, hit it. But, okay. We'll cut it <laughs> if you luck. fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Duval over what here, goddamn, get the whole podcast. <laughs> no, okay, so... Let us know in the comments if we did it good or if we on some fuck shit. I think it's going to be okay. Like, oh, I'm going to fucking cut the delivery now. But, uh, Whisper it in my ears and okay. I'll say it. No. <laughs> okay. Why did the trans man only eat salads? Okay, why? Because he was a herbivore. Mm, I think people going to have a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're gonna like that. Actually, I don't know. 
No, I don't know. I, I, I saw it on TikTok. All the trans people was like, yo, I can't even be mad at it. They like that? Maybe my delivery is fucked up, but yeah, that's like, I can't okay. even be mad. That's actually pretty good. I'm going to use that. Well, because I'm thinking about, for instance, like, damn, I think we're good. You it's, know, I was thinking about it. For, in, yeah, it's like, it's like there there's there's the the conversation which i which i think has like a ton of validity actually of um a lot of trans people saying that like i was i was never the sex exactly. I was assigned at birth exactly. I, was, I was never that like i was my body didn't said that exact like, thing refl- my body didn't reflect who i actually was i just ma- i just needed to make sure that my body could reflect mm. who i was to to kind of exist and move in society and kind of um break down those barriers to being who I knew I really was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do think there's a stance that would say, like, you know, the individual was never a her before. Like, I was all, I was always a him. It's just that I didn't present as such. Yeah, because that's, cause that, cause that's, that's exactly what, what Finn said when he came through. That he was like, I say specifically, I have never been a woman. I was never a she. I was never a her. I was perceived as one, and people treated me as such. And I was expected to behave as one, but I always knew from day one, this don't, this is not Feel sitting right. right. And then I had language later on to describe what that experience was, was I was a he before, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, fair point to like, I agree with what Alvin is saying and, you know, all that. But, you know, because, because, because he was previously perceived and socialized as a her before, it don't quite it slap as much. Before, so it's a her yeah. before. Hey, come on. Like, come I don't understand on. it. It's like, trans geez. inclusionary. What are you talking about? But it's like, but it's he like, was but her it's, before. But I was so, but in, we can cut this out because if it's going to just fit, uh, upset people and piss them off, of course, that's not what we're trying to do here. But yeah. it's just like there's also a fact, there's also a thing of, when it comes to just jokes, like it's like you can't be included in on a harmless joke. Like even I think if we're it is find like a balance. PC, yeah, yeah. it's like a yeah. balance. And I feel like that was a well balanced, just like in terms of that one. Like that's a well balanced, you know. Of course, some people are going to still be upset, but like most, like ah, yeah, okay, I get it. That was that was, that was pretty think- decent. No, I, th- I think I'm, we're good to leave it in, especially with the conversation and the invite of like, yo, if it is some bullshit as a joke, let us know. And then we'll go from there. It's easy. It ain't. It ain't. It ain't I love you be all. I don't hate you. I didn't say the joke with uh with ill intent. Alright. I love I niggas. Know you know what I mean? Yeah, Come on. yeah that's <laughs> the best. You know what I'm saying? Coons of my coons of my goons. What do you want to tell? What are you know saying? I mean? Come, Come on, on, baby. They're the best. I love them. The I keep fr- I keep uh, hot sauce in my in my in my man purse. It's right. You know right, what I mean? Right. Shit. I mean, you're all invited to the cookout over here. Yeah, whatever you need. We got <laughs> yeah. vegan ribs. You want us to add adobo whatever. to the spaghetti? Whatever you, whatever you yeah. need. We'll put Old Bay on top of the. <laughs> we got on some oxtails on the grill. We're gonna fucking fricassee on my little later. I don't know. <laughs> we'll put jerk chicken in the Alfredo. Whatever you need. We we got. <laughs> we got <laughs> you you might have just did something there, man. I don't know, man. We might need to experience. Jerk chicken oh, yeah, Alfredo flavor. actually might <laughs> slap. It's called thing. I did not know that. I've never oh, heard of that. Word. That's a Rasta real thing. Oh, See, oh, I'm telling absolutely. you, niggas, we, we got it over here. What I what do come on. <laughs> we got niggas on the wall and everything. You we know, come on down to South Pizza. Yo. No, no. <laughs> it's a picture of fucking Martin Luther King and Barack Obama there, you know. Like, no, with a picture of Caitlyn Jenner in the middle, just to bridge it all together. <laughs> Um, okay, well, look, everybody, if, um, you know, 
If people are telling you that you can't buy, buy your mother a house just to show love, you might be seeing a red flag from them. But uh, at the same time, if you expecting, you know, men to lift everything just because they're strong, you know what I mean? With the caveat that occasionally men or often men don't, uh, you know, do the necessary mental labor within a within a household. It might could be you that's raving a red flag. Um, footnote, ampersand, asterisk, whatever. Um, this has been waving a red flag. Join us on Patreon if you want to join the live streams as well as get bonus episodes and the Discord every week. If you want to get the full podcast experience, hop on that. You'll see us, you'll see us weekly live. Um, like and subscribe to this. Let us know what you think about all of the shit, fuck shit, good shit that we said during the episode. And uh, that's it. We got anything else left? We need to... Any other announcements? Let A.V. know uh, what you think of his haircut. You know what I'm saying? Congratulate him on, on a new beautiful style. You know? Please don't. Please don't. Please Wait, don't. Sorry. Please don't, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't comment on... <laughs> uh, you know, don't comment on people's bodies. It's actually, it's actually, it's actually rude. Yeah. You can comment on my body. I don't give a fuck. Me too. I don't mind. You ro- roast me. I don't, I don't mind at all, honestly. No, talk nice to me. It's, it's cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> Do I look fat in this? <laughs> Do I look fat? No. Tell me I look swole when yeah. I don't. <laughs> does my, does my oh dick my look God. fat in this? <laughs> you been in the gym, Josh? <laughs> you know? Oh. No. What? You're so I've been getting a little weight, though. <laughs> you ever lift something up <laughs> and a girl be like, oh, my God, you're so strong. It's like, yeah, bitch, thank you. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. <laughs> You trying to get your pussy ate a little bit, or like, what's right, up? Right. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I played football in high school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the gym doing two a days. You know yeah, I be I be cycling. <laughs> I don't really bike that. But you know what I'm saying? I'm not. You know, but it's just casual. You know, these casual muscles. It's a red flag.